We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. Keith, I think I'm just going to call today's show, Why Can't We Have Nice Things? Uh, yeah. We've got we've got some news to go over today, and I guess we might as well uh, just dive right in. John Morant out for the season due to shoulder surgery. That was Keith. That was one of those double take moments where I thought I was getting trolled by a fake account when that when that tweet came out. I believe it was Shams Trani I had it first. When that came so. out, I double checked to make to double check the at and everything. So I'm like, this this can't be right. This is somebody's messing around but no and then i went and got the official notification from the grizzlies saying yep he's out and uh this is i mean huge blow for the grizzlies one of the one of the brightest young stars in the nba and now he's lost for the season and this essentially to me becomes a a lost season for memphis as well yeah i completely agreed on that second part on uh morant sounds like from the grizzlies release he was injured in practice uh, injured the shoulder, and then uh, upon further like checks, it revealed he has a torn labrum. So uh, he will be out in out for the rest of the season. They did say they expect him to make a full recovery and to be back for the start of next season. But yeah, Memphis is thirteen and twenty three. They mm-hmm. are thirteenth in the West. They are four and a half games behind the Lakers for the final play in spot, but. They're also behind the Jazz and the Warriors, so they'd have to climb both the Jazz and the Warriors, plus Lakers, Suns, Rockets, any one of those teams if they fall out just to get there. So four and a half games plus climbing three teams, that's that's probably way too big of an ask for this team. For without job, every yeah, without jaw and everything they've gone through the, this season, I just I just don't see it happening. So I haven't looked, and I, I should just look, but maybe you know off the top of your head, is their draft pick encumbered at all this year? Because that obviously not. becomes a, a big thing. Yeah, they, they've got their own pick uh, this year. They, they no longer, they used to have, if, if you remember, they had that top four protected Warriors pick as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they traded that to Boston as part of the smart Porzingis, Tyus Jones three-way trade. Uh, that one ended up going to uh, Portland ultimately when Boston traded for Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. But it, they, their pick's a little weird. They get the more favorable of Memphis 
in the less favorable of Phoenix and Washington, one through 12. That was part of uh, when Phoenix started splitting up every remaining right. uh, draft swap that they could just so they could have something to, to trade. So Memphis very likely is going to have the uh, their, their own, own pick because um, they're not going to get uh, they're not going to be better than both or I guess worse than both Phoenix and uh, Washington. So they'll, they'll have their own pick. Yeah. Yeah. You have to kind of invert things when we're thinking about, yeah. about draft picks here. And, and this is where, I mean, John Morant, I, I don't recall off the top of my head how many games he came back for. I would guess it was like what? 10 games, eight I think games. They said nine. I, I nine. Think was, okay. Was so right in the middle there. Yeah. So he comes back for a, you know, a, a few games here and then right back out and, I think this essentially, this, like you said, it ends any kind of playoff hope for Memphis for a little bit there. When he first came back, they came out of the gates, I mean, just on fire. And they and it looked like they were going to make this push back up in the Western Conference. Now, I think this takes all the wind out of their sails. And um, this is going to be, they're going to be part of now the race to the bottom. I don't know that they catch, ca- you know, catch like yeah. Portland in the in the tank race. They're already three wins up on, on Portland. Um, so I, I think they're, they probably wind up just staying right where they're at. I guess we could keep an eye on like the Atlanta Hawks over in the Eastern conference. They've sit at 14 wins. Grizzlies are at 13 wins. And then you have the Toronto Raptors at 15 wins, but I, I have to think the Hawks and the Raptors are, they're not going to lose enough to fall below Memphis. So I, I think that Memphis probably finishes right where they are right now. And that's a pretty anticlimactic season for them. Yeah, that would be the sixth pick right now. It's Detroit, San Antonio, Washington, Charlotte, Portland, and then Memphis. So yeah, they're, they're two games behind in the loss column on Portland. They're they're three games behind in the loss column on Charlotte. We've got Memphis has played 36 games. We've got teams that have played only 34 games. So it's kind of all over the place right now with that. But yeah, it's maybe... It's just, I think they've got too many good players and I don't know that that we're going to see them full on shut everybody down like today Mm -hmm. and say no more Jaron Jackson, no more Desmond Bain. But what I do think this means is, oh, Desmond Bain has a little tweak. You sit out. Oh, Jaron Jackson, your, 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 your back slightly bothering you or you've got a bruised quad. You sit out, you, you don't play. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And then, do they look at some trades? I, I don't, Jackson and Bain, I've seen people like, well, maybe this means Team X can steal Jaron Jackson Jr. No. Why? That wouldn't make sense. You've got him long term and he's still young. He's you're clearly if you're Memphis, what your silver lining here is, let's go get a good draft pick. Let's let's really nail this draft pick and hope this is the last high pick we have for several years because we'll add this guy to Morant, Bain, and Jackson. And off we go. And that's our, you know, uh, push moving forward. So, mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens with that part of it, but maybe Marcus smart could be traded. I think there were some signs that the idea of him being the Dylan Brooks replacement wasn't going to be super workable. Uh, now though, they kind of need him because you want to have something at point guard. So it, it's just very, very messy in Memphis. You know, I, I think one other silver lining for this is with Brandon Clark. It makes his return from injury much more low stress, yeah. Because he can, he they can really go at whatever pace they want. There is yeah. no rush to get him back and up up to speed now. 
Um, not to say that they would have rushed him necessarily anyway, but you know, like if they're as he's returning, which by the, which I think he's supposed to return sometime after the All Star break. Am I right on yeah, that? Yeah, uh, in that range. Yeah, and I know somewhere it's, around there. That's what they've talked about. Yeah, but if they're in the midst of like this big crazy playoff push, there's that added pressure for him to get right and get right quickly so he can be a contributor for them. And now that's all gone. Now he can recover at his own pace and bring him along slowly. And then hopefully he's at 100%. You know, you look at this Grizzlies team for next year, you could wind up, as, as frustrating as this is right now, for next year, you could wind up healthy Brandon Clark, healthy Steven Adams, healthy John Morant, plus a high draft pick all being added to this group. This could look very, very different for Memphis uh, in just one season. It's just unfortunate for right now. Yeah, big time. And I, I think Grizzlies fans are smart enough to get, hey, we, we're going to take whatever comes the rest of this season, and it is what it is. And hopefully they know, let's not go make a short-sighted trade where we kind of go all in and try to really make a push anyway without Morant. That just wouldn't make sense. So, yeah, get, give it, it the next month before the trade deadline, see what it all looks like. And then if you want to move some guys and trades and those kind of things that maybe aren't part of the more short and longer ish term uh, future, then you can do that. If that means Marcus smart was moved, or let's say there was a trade that came up that was just really great value using Steven Adams contract or something like that. You think you look at that, but the, the core of Morant, Bain and Jackson, none of those guys are going anywhere. And you just play it out from here. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what you do. It's all you can do right now mm-hmm. if you're Memphis. All right. Uh, it doesn't stop with John Morant. Tyrese Halliburton uh, injures his hamstring. Uh, I, I didn't see the injury. Li- I'm assuming you were watching. What, what was. happened? Uh, so he's driving the ball in the beginning part of the third quarter, I think. Or was it late in the second? quarter i think it was actually late in the second quarter now that you think about it he was driving and he basically went to do almost like a jump stop and his right leg went out about as far as it could while his left leg stayed planted Mm. and he did the splits about as deep as you could possibly do them without uh being a trained professional dancer i think is how i would put it and he went down and you knew it was bad right away he rolled over the good thing if there's a good thing here was he immediately went for the hamstring like he was not going for the knee wasn't any part of that so he was really went right for his left hamstring and he did try to stand up and you could see it was almost like i'm gonna stand up and try to walk it off it immediately took went right back down when he took one step on that left leg and and down he went and that that was it he had to be carried off they put the towel over his head I was really afraid. Do you remember a few years back when Chris Middleton tore the hamstring off the bone? That's oh, what yeah. this kind of looked like Ooh. was what, what we had seen from that. And that was really scary when that happened. Cause you knew instantly like he's done for months now. And I was afraid that might've been what happened here, but they're calling it a strain. Now he had an MRI. I think they said it's a grade one strain, which means he's, uh, I think they said seven to 10 days. They'll, they'll relook at him or so. Maybe it was two weeks or something like that. So we'll see. Hopefully he can get back and be back for the all-star game since it is in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Always like seeing the home, uh, fans there get get their player in the game so hopefully he's able to go by then but definitely a scary situation but could have been way way worse the way it looked yes yeah uh, especially with 
uh just the reaction uh, on social media it sounded like he's done done and yeah. so the fact that he is going to be back that's that's big um unfortunately that's not the only injury that we get this show again the why can't we have nice things Cade cunningham is now out a yeah. few games as well i mean detroit obviously in a, in a very different position where they're not you know they, they can definitely let him recover slowly but now Cade cunningham missing a few a few games too it's I, I don't know. This is just this is coming in waves. The injuries that are hitting the league right now. Yeah, and injuries to good young players, exactly. right? Morant, Halliburton, Cunningham. These are three of the uh, young, bright stars of the game. And Cade Cunningham, despite the Pistons really still struggling, he's been playing really, really well. And he's been playing well in some weird lineup combinations and lineups that don't give him a lot to work with. And he still is really, he is starting to, what he kind of reminds me of right now, it's like the super idealized version of Evan Turner, what he was supposed to be. Because he's Mm -hmm. not a great outside shooter, but he gets to his spots with ease and just goes up and over guys. He's because he's so big. He can really gets good lift on his jump shot. He's really knocking them down. And this was another knee injury where, I only saw the replays of this. I didn't see what happened live, but it looked like it might have been worse too, just kind of the way it happened. So, again, thankfully, this is not all that bad. And we're going to see this now into a spot where they're saying that he was the one who was seven to 10 days. So, yeah, at least a few games for Cade Cunningham, maybe a little bit more. We'll see. But that's at least to some extent good news in uh, what's been an absolutely miserable season for the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been certainly rough. But again, that's the silver lining. Both Halliburton and Cade Cunningham injuries that looked worse um, and, and then wound up being not quite as bad as as they could have been. But still, injuries to players nonetheless. All right, uh, let's get into a they couple could have of... just played a funeral dirge, like right? background music for the start to the show because it was was not fun. No, like like just the Undertaker's theme music or something yeah, to right? start things yeah. out. Uh, that, what, yeah. what is that one? It's always like on like the Looney Tunes, like the dun 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 Yep, yep, yep. We sing on this show now. That's what there we do. There you go. That's, that's, Singing that's what, and that's accents and everything else. There we go. It's it's it, this is a full experience. It's an yeah. immersive experience. You're you're getting a little bit of entertainment in addition to sports news. It's all kinds. We 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 uh, we aim to please our fans. That's for hey. sure. Little bit, <laughs> little, very, very, very little bit. We are, we are never doing a musical episode. <laughs> no, never. probably not. Episode uh, four thousand eight hundred and thirty-two. Sure, uh, there you go. That will be our musical episode. Somebody there you mark go. that down and keep us honest. Uh, Skyler Mays signs with the Lakers. Keith, I already talked about this quite a bit for for Lakers Nation, uh, but essentially, with the way I see this is adding Skylar Mays, who actually had a couple of really good games against the Lakers, which is surprising how that, that goes. You see a player that plays well, and you go, oh, we want that guy. Uh, but Doc I think Rivers this is approach. Yeah, exactly. I think this means more for Jalen Huchifino than anything else. I don't expect Skylar Mays to get a lot of minutes. I think Jalen Huchifino was the break glass in case of emergency point guard, and the Lakers weren't using him as that because he wasn't ready. So they said, okay, let's send him, send him down to the G League, get him more minutes with South Bay, and we'll bring in this guy, and he can be our brick glass in case of emergency point guard on a two-way contract. Yeah, I hadn't really given that a lot of thought, but I, I think that's a that that is a good read on it. I think that makes makes a lot of sense um, to to consider it that way. I know Hood Shafino was it last night he played, or a couple nights ago he played his first game uh, with South Bay, and he actually played pretty well. He had twenty points and seven assists. Um, I remember checking that out. I know it was recent that he went down there and played. 
but uh, yeah, he just needs game reps. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. just needs game reps. So that's the big thing for him. So, and to your point, the Lakers needed to keep him on the active roster because they were going into a lot of these games with 10, 11 guys. So you just, you needed a body in case there were foul troubles or or another injury or something, especially in the backcourt. So Mays can definitely do that. Mays is probably a guy who, let's say he plays well, and let's say there is a trade that involves a guard leaving town. He could be a conversion candidate by the end mm-hmm. of the year. He's somebody who's you know pretty highly thought of by NBA teams as far as he continues to get chances, whether it be on two ways or he was with Portland earlier this season. So I like it. It's a no-cost pickup. I, I saw some people really frustrated about Demoy Hodge being waived. Yeah. My thing is, if the Lakers, there's only one of two ways this goes, right? Either the Lakers are ignorant and dumb, and I don't think that's the case, or the Lakers know, hey, even though we're shooting deprived and we've needed guards, he's not the answer. Like, he mm-hmm. just wasn't ready to play. So, to to me, that's I, I tend to trust the team's evaluation on those things. And Do they miss sometimes? Sure, sometimes they miss. Yep. But more often than not, when you cut loose the two-way guy – it's pretty rare that that two-way guy comes back to you like, oh, no, see what a huge mistake we made. That doesn't usually go that way. There's a couple of things that play there with Demoy Hodge. Number one, he was pretty good in summer league, and so people mm-hmm. remember that. And they and yep. you know, summer league doesn't always translate, so that's that's part of it. Yep. But it's also that, and he himself has has said, in fact, literally told me this. He uh, at summer league, he is trying to be Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah, like he even physically kind of looks like Contavious Caldwell Pope. He does like he actually, is, yeah. Demoy Hodge, he is that is the game that he is he is trying to fashion, and uh, Lakers fans feel a certain kind of way about Contavious Caldwell Pope no longer being on the roster. So there's there's that added frustration of oh my gosh he's being let go again. You know, there's that 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 is the little added salt in the in the wound there. <laughs> it's so funny that when you and I first started podcasting regularly, when I would come and guest with you uh-huh. on the Lakers Nation show. Lakers fans did not feel that way about Contavious Caldwell Pope no. at all. They were ready to call the moving company and drive him to the airport themselves. And the all the whole conversation was, why did we give him this stupid contract where he has control and can say no to all these, you know, to the no trade. trades and everything else and all that stuff. So it is kind of funny how that turned, but big part of helping them win, right? So that's that's why sure. you know you. Well, flags fly forever. You become beloved when, when you do that. And Kentavious Caldwell Pope is also a very good basketball player who, mm-hmm. you know, quite frankly, he's, you know, for my money, he's as much the glue for the Nuggets in, in their run. You've got your stars, but Caldwell Pope is a huge part of what they do uh, in Denver. He's just because he's so good defensively. He, his ability to cover point guards, he's their defense because Jamal Murray, for everything he's good at, that's just not something he does very well. So, uh, with that, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I don't, they, I, I think the Lakers are fine with the two, two way moves they made. We talked about Dylan Windler the other yep. day. We'll see if anything comes of that, but yes, Garvey is a good pickup. Jason Preston to the jazz. Kind of like this one. Josh Christopher had not uh, really kind of set the G league on fire or anything. He didn't look great. Uh, the jazz waved him. They pick up Jason Preston who was playing pretty well in the G league. I put him on uh, my, in my column from spot track of guys to look at for a 10 day or a two way call up uh, 12.4 points per game, 7.8 rebounds for a six, three point guard. That's pretty good in 8.5 assists. 
for Jason Preston. So mm. Jason Preston's a guy, if he could shoot consistently, he'd already be on an NBA roster and probably playing 15, 20 minutes a night as a backup point guard. He just doesn't shoot the ball consistently enough for that role, but the Jazz are going to get him. And again, the Jazz, another team, a lot of guards that have been mentioned in trade talks. Maybe something opens up here. He gets more minutes and he can become something. So this is a good way to kind of let's get him in the fold now versus competing with teams later if we feel like we have some interest. So Jason Preston's a guy shot up draft boards late uh, his draft uh, year coming in and teams kind of like them, had some injuries, missed his whole first year with the Clippers. So, so we'll see if anything pops out of this. So why not for Utah, yeah. basically? And Jason Preston, former blogger uh, for Piston Power. That, that oh, was that's right. That yeah. That was him. Yeah. yeah. And which is funny, he's also an Orlando kid. So I've seen him play uh, in person here a few times, too, back when he was much younger before he uh, went to Ohio. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, fun, fun story there. So, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well. All right. Dennis Schroeder. Not super thrilled with his role off the bench with the Raptors. You know, in Lakers land, we wondered how much of a factor was starting in Toronto to Dennis Schroeder's decision-making in terms of going to Toronto versus, I, I don't know for sure. I've asked around. I've gotten a few different answers on exactly what the situation was. Did the Lakers want to offer Dennis Schroeder like the Gabe Vincent contract or not? But um, it, it appears that starting is something that indeed mattered to Dennis Schroeder because now he's not super, even though he's been productive for the Raptors coming mm -hmm. off the bench, He's this has been a thing with him for years, though. When he first came to the Lakers back in 2021, starting was something that was very important to him. Well, 2020, 2021 season, starting was something that was really important to him. I think he thought that opportunity was going to continue to exist with the Raptors. Obviously, that's gone with Emmanuel quickly now in town. Yeah, without a doubt. Quickly is their long-term answer at the point guard spot. They're also run a ton of the offense through both Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam for at least maybe another month. We'll see mm -hmm. uh, what that looks like there. But yeah, it's uh this came from Michael Grange of Sportsnet. He's all over a lot of Raptor stuff. And it says Dennis Schroeder was not happy with the decision to bring him off the bench. Uh, he it says in his report, Schroeder signed with the Raptors with the idea of running his own team after coming off the bench with the Lakers and Celtics in previous seasons. Uh, Darko Ryakovich, the Raptors coach, says Dennis brings a lot of energy to everything we do. He's trying to play the right way on the offensive end. He's very disruptive. On the other end, his mentality is forced, something that really rubs off on our guys very well. And then Grange adds to close out this little section, Schroeder is willing to make the, the, the role change work here, but clearly quickly is there now. He is the long-term answer. You can't play the two of them together as far as a regular starting uh, backcourt. So I, it makes me wonder Dennis Schroeder probably more available now than he was a week mm -hmm. or so ago when they didn't have a manual quickly. And we'll see what that looks like trade wise. Yeah. Yeah, I do wonder if that puts Dennis Schroeder on the market. By the way, uh, Q Lakers fans chiming in the comments. We'll trade for Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> they sure. want him back. They want him back. Um, okay, let's get over, over to this, our, our last topic for the day. The Wizards um, are, are waving Ryan Hollins and signing Hamadou Diallo. Uh, what do you think about that? What's, what's behind that, aside from just wanting to get a look at Hamadou Diallo? Yeah, I think Ryan Rollins is a guy who, between injuries and just hasn't been able to, to crack the rotation in Washington. Washington, they, despite being a, a really bad team, they've had actually really good health 
Uh, especially with their starting group, they, they have very rarely had guys miss out of their starting lineup. I, bet I, I, I wrote Ryan Hollins. <laughs> oh, oh, you did. Yeah. Well, he's wrong he's guy. Some rockets games. Yeah. Now, I think, right. Uh, I was yeah. not even, I was not even thinking. And I just, I, so, I guess that's just uh muscle memory there. I typed right. I'll, I'll fix that. Good. So anyway, I think with uh, Ryan Rollins, the thing is what happens there is, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What I was going to with Washington, I haven't looked, and I should look this up. I bet if you looked at the lineup stats, they've had one of the more consistent starting lineups. One of the things I do is I update depth charts every single day. It's one of the first tasks I do every morning is I go through as I'm watching games, and then I go through the box scores, and I update the depth charts for who starts, when guys come in. And that's part of how I'm able to keep track of, yeah, that guy actually fell out of the rotation like two weeks ago. And I make Mm -hmm. little notes on each player. I have a whole process. It's probably madness and only makes sense to me. But in Washington, their starting group has been together for the most part all season long. And then their backups, again, even though a bad team, been generally pretty healthy too. So Rollins hasn't been able to break through. Washington eats 1.7 million this year. It's fine. They're a mile from the tax line. And then they eat 600K next year. That was his guarantee on Rollins. Now they're going to bring in Hamadou Diallo. Uh, he had been playing for the Capital City Go-Go, which is Washington's G League affiliate, playing well down there. He's scoring well. He's not shooting very well, but scoring. He's rebounding. He's passing. He's really uh, called out at the showcase uh, by several people to me as one of the G League's better perimeter defenders. Mm-hmm. Washington definitely can use anybody who play perimeter defense. So they're going to bring them in on a 10 day. This is probably the start of we're going to turn the bottom of the roster in Washington and just keep bringing guys through. What does it look like? What does it look like? Can somebody pop, find a spot? And if they can, great, we'll move forward with them as part of this rebuild. As an aside on the Wizards, I had someone tell me just this morning, they expect them to be very active at the trade deadline. They think Washington Mm -hmm. is – 
pretty much open for business on just about anybody on the roster uh, outside of Bilal Koulibaly and probably Denny Avdia just because they just resigned him. But just about anybody else, they, they're willing to discuss and talk and, and they'll see. But they, they think Washington is – they know this is like partway through year one of what is a multi – year tear down reset rebuild right. and move forward so they're, they're just trying to collect young players and draft picks for whatever they can do so definitely gonna have an eye on washington over the next month yeah this will be a team to watch as we get towards that uh that trade deadline for sure uh keith maybe it's just because of all the somber news on this show but we were pretty efficient we were pretty we efficient were. here in this one yeah, well, I've also uh, watching this storm come through and powers right. flickering and everything else. So we we uh, packed this in, but we'll get back to more nonsense. We sang a little bit, so that's, we did a little. That's bit. something people can enjoy. That, but yeah, that's right. Yeah, anybody who's in the path of this storm, like get get serious, get your supplies and everything, because this looks like it's going to be a, be be a doozy. We're already seeing the impacts from it here in uh, Florida, where I am, and there's like a hundred thousand people without power. Uh, across the state right now so let's let's hope we we uh don't join that group but but we'll see the, the worst is uh just rolling in here uh later this afternoon well keith hopefully you guys stay safe and everything works out just well uh just fine for you guys there and uh it doesn't end up being as bad as people are thinking it will be but man i i, I hope hopefully we have a show tomorrow we'll, we'll yeah. find out let's hope <laughs> and hopefully there's no no more major injuries to talk about we can just have yes a Yes, absolutely. We need more, uh, more, more nonsense on this show. Yeah, in trade rumors. Let's go what for sure. Month out. Come on now. Pick yeah, up. come on. <laughs> All right, everybody. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show here on YouTube. Don't forget to turn on those notifications as well. Till next time. See ya, and stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.